Hi, so welcome to School Never Ended podcast. Um, this is our second episode Woo. and you're listening to Svetlana and Monica. So first of all, we just want to say thank you so much for all the positive reviews for our first episode, which is on all platforms. And yeah, it's really great to hear how many people resonated with what we said and how many people just loved listening to an hour of us talking. Yeah, so I didn't waste all that time editing it for no reason. Then. No, you didn't, you didn't. So in this episode, we're talking about mental health. So mm-hmm. one reason I want to talk about mental health is because I think that a lot of people suffer from it. And the older you get, the real, the more you realise you're not alone. And the It's more... also like a follow-up from, yeah. uh, from the last episode and building on what that kind of experience hinders your mental health. Yeah, and also I think the more you talk about mental health, the more you're open about it, the more you can help other people, which is the main thing and everything is just... To get over Basically, yeah, Monica yeah. had a bit of a nervous breakdown yesterday. And so I was like, you know what? I think we need to talk about mental yeah. health today. Um, so but, yeah. why don't we start with that? Why don't you talk about your experience of mental health? In terms of the whole just, thing or yesterday yeah, particularly? No, just in general in your life up to yesterday. Um, I think that yesterday was like, I mean, I know I joked about having a nervous breakdown, but I genuinely did. Um, and I think it was, a, I felt like I was doing really well mm-hmm. this year and I hadn't sunk as low as I have been in the past. So would you say you've had mental health issues for a long time in your life or it's something that began at a certain period of, of your life? I think that I had been dealing with it for a very, very long time, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what that mm-hmm. was. So I I thought that, well, I guess that this is just normal or I didn't kind of put it as anything. And mm-hmm. I think it was only until a couple of years ago that I realized, yeah, bitch, you're depressed. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it's kind of this thing where you, it's like hindsight is twenty twenty. Like you look back at your life and you're like, oh, that's why that period was so shit. Or mm-hmm. that's why I was feeling like that. So mm-hmm. I think that I had always been dealing with it, but whether or not I knew of that is a different story. Mm-hmm. It's only, been the last couple years I'd say year and a half um that I really really understood that I have a problem and, and I think that it I realized I had a problem because it, it was taken to another level where mm. it was just undeniable at that point I couldn't it was just affecting everything yeah I couldn't just pass it off as like oh I'm just having a bad day or mm. oh I'm just really sad it was like mm. no I'm, I'm I think I'm actually mm. depressed mm. um sorry wow getting choked up um so yeah, I think it was, I think because you're so afraid of admitting that word because mm-hmm. it makes everything feel real. Like if you keep putting it off as, oh yeah, I just feel low today mm-hmm. or like, oh, I'm just, you know, it's been a bad month, whatever. Like if you keep passing it off as those kind of little tiny sort of almost like microaggressions that don't really mm-hmm. mean anything, those, mm-hmm. they build up over time mm-hmm. and then you have like what I had yesterday where it just came too much too, too much yeah and then at that point it's undeniable mm. what about you well <laughs> <laughs> Woo, okay okay basically have you watched um what's her name Adua Adua yeah so she did this thing on YouTube and she was like yeah she feels like she was born unhappy basically yeah you know when you listen to that like that's me that's me that's me <laughs> when I was born I was crying so much that they just like... That's what babies do. No, but so much they just admitted my mum. They're like, what's it called? 
postpartum depression? No, they just released her from the hospital because it was like too much crying. Really? It was like affecting everyone. <laughs> you were fucking so up the whole just, hospital. They just said, okay, you can go now. Literally. <laughs> oh, no. And that's like, yeah, me. Um, for me, I've always been a bit of a, like, um, sad. But it's like so me that I'm just like, ah. Oh. And then I, I kind of realised that, okay, it's not really normal to always be sad. But it's like not sad, like, I've learned how to cope with it. But mm-hmm. it became to the point where it was like, it's natural for me to think negatively. Yeah. And like, is I'm more comfortable to think negatively of myself than to think positively of myself. And then... I think that's true of yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. There's comfort in... Not comfort, it's easier. but, it's, but easier. it's easier. It takes a lot. Like, if you sit down at a desk and, like, if I asked you, mm-hmm. write down 10 things you like about yourself and then 10 things you hate about yourself... That yeah. list of the ten that you hate about yourself is going to be written so much faster than yeah. the things that you like about yourself. Yeah, but yeah, that's unless how you're an artist. I was um, like, and then I started to watch like. Um, I remember I watched this documentary from Janis Joplin, and in the documentary they read like pages of her diary, mm. and I was like, "Bro, this is my diary." <laughs> <laughs> and then I just started to like read a lot of stuff about other. Um, like singers and musicians and artists. So now I started to think, okay, maybe it's linked to the fact that I write and stuff. Like maybe everyone that does this is just depressed. And then, so then I start, that started to make me feel better. And then it doesn't make you feel better because it's, it's like, but I want to be normal. So I used to always think I want to be normal. And then... I, I think it's like you said earlier, like you won't, you're always like feeling sad to you is normal. Yeah. And so you didn't realise that, I guess, you had mental health issues until you were awakened to the fact that, oh, wait, hang on a second, a lot of people don't feel like this all the time, so maybe... No, but I think that came from ignorance. The f- to think that I didn't... that other people didn't feel the way I did because I didn't talk about it. Yeah. So I didn't realise that, actually, until I watched documentaries about singers I looked up to, that a lot of people deal with it. And then... As you get older and you start to experience different things like alcohol and stuff, then your depression takes another side. So it took another side. and then Talk I th- about that. How, well, did, how did alcohol play a part? I think, you see, when you drink and it's like, oh, life is good for like five minutes and then <laughs> yeah. it's down. So then, yeah, I started to do And then when you're in music, like when you're in that environment, you cannot escape it. Even when you do gigs and they're like, oh, yeah, instead of paying you, you get like a free drink. And then you're like, oh, wow, yeah, let's get a drink. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah. And then like things started to change when I started to read, like I started to get into like religion and spirituality and stuff like that. And I started to kind of be to stop defining myself by my sadness. Because basically, I didn't grow up in an environment where we use the word depression, so I don't like to use depression. Like, I don't really like those words. So everything, every time when I feel something, I would just be like sad, happy, sad. I don't use depression or like all these words. So then, like... I think that's the opposite for me, though. I think Your parents use it a lot and stuff. No, not that they, not that they use it a lot, because... I think it's it's difficult for any anyone that comes from any family to talk about mental health, but I think especially so when it, it's less prevalent and less known in immigrant culture. Let's just it's just straight up. Yeah, fact. I mean, and so like yeah. for me, you know, you just said that like you don't like using the word depression. Like I, like I said earlier, I 
I didn't want to come to terms with that word being my label mm. but finding that label gave me something to distinguish between mm. normally being sad as an emotion because mm -hmm. everyone gets sad distinguishing my sadness and my depression as two separate things because I had been painting my depression for years as just being sad mm. and so for me the word had an opposite effect because it allowed me to be like okay so this sadness that I'm experiencing is not a sustainable form of sadness mm. it's not a sadness that is quote-unquote normal to experience on such a daily basis mm. so this is not sad anymore Monica and you need to stop calling it sad because you're diminishing it in your mind and so that's when I was like okay this what I'm feeling right now this serious thing that I'm feeling um is depression mm. and then I was kind of whether whilst you were kind of hindered by that phrase it liberated me yeah for me it's the opposite yeah that's what I'm saying yeah because I feel like sometimes when you use a certain word to label something you feed into it that's true so if you're like I'm depressed then you search the symptoms of depression and mm. then you start to relate every incident you've done to okay depressed people do this depressed people do this depressed people do this and then you sort of feel like unconsciously you're programming your mind to say okay I can't do this because I'm depressed I need to do this because I'm depressed blah 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 and then it becomes your identity and that became my identity for a long time mm. like I'm sad so I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this I don't deserve to be happy because then you stop feeling those symptoms and for so long it's defined you that you can't yeah you're scared of to go into the unknown and to be a new version of yourself mm. so I think even though it's n not a good thing to to grow, it's, it's, grow up in an environment where yeah. people don't talk about emotions, it's benefited me in a way that I don't like words. I don't like the power of words and I don't like to label things. Yeah. Because I realise, especially like these days with everything happening with politics and all this stuff, semantics is actually, and people are obsessed with it. And they use it to become instead of to overcome kind of thing. Yeah, It's so interesting how we have, like, we can relate on how we feel, but we take on it different mm. routes. Like, yeah. you've just said, okay, I completely hear what you're saying. It's so interesting how, like, everything can have, like, two meanings to mm. it because you can also say, like, finding a list of, you know, okay, tick, 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 this means I'm depressed mm. is also a good thing because mm. it allows you to identify the problem yeah, yeah. that you have and then once you have a diagnosis once you have an understanding of okay my emotional stability is not sustainable mm. I cannot live my life continuing to be like this mm. so now I'm gonna find the solution to mm. being depressed mm. you know and so so it's really interesting because like both both the things we've said but are true of the same yeah. thing but I think that Especially a lot of people, for me, let me just talk for me. You know, for... Sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. The, the for me is important because I think, like ev like everything, mental health is not monolithic. Yeah. Not everyone has the same experience. Yeah. Not everyone, like even though we've both had those issues, they've both been underlined in different things and we both respond yeah. to them in different ways. So, so when, when, when we're speaking, we're not like telling you how it is you're just speaking it from your no, perspective yeah everyone should understand that but what i'm saying is like um all these things like depression and anxiety all these things 
for me, I've accepted it, it may never go away. Yeah. So I cannot be searching for things as if it's an end yeah. goal. Like, oh, uh, my goal is to be happy, blah, blah, blah. It's never going to happen. Mm. Not that I'm, like, predicting eternal sadness, but I'm also predicting not expectations that it's not, it's not fathomable, like, it's not going to happen. Like, for me, it's just... It's a journey. Yeah. And it's being able to... Okay, if I have a certain feeling, how can I overcome it? Or even more, what is the root of it? If I feel mm. sad when I'm in this situation, if I feel sad when I see this, if I feel sad when I'm around these people, is it actually them or is it something within myself? Or is it something that is actually I've grew up with, I've seen my mum do it, I've seen my dad do it? Or is it something that is just from a trauma that is not even my own to bear? You yeah, know what I mean, I think it's it's like life isn't linear mental health isn't linear there isn't going to be like oh let me just do this and suddenly like it'll go it'll go go away like recently I've been like trying to be more positive on my social media and people that follow me on my social media will know that I've like trying to been try be all positive and have this like sunflower thing going on to but at the same time um whilst doing those things it's like a pretend not a pretense but like it's not a pretense but it's it's like me trying to find that that solution you said but it's I don't know how to explain it it's like I was I'm trying to put these positive things out and I'm trying to find a way to like get past those feelings that you just said but at the same time I'm finding it hard to actually like follow through with the things that I'm saying on social media yeah because everyone has a journey and yeah. I think it's really important to also accept that some things is just not in our time. Like, I went through a very, 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 very dark period and I still had a lot of the means that I have now to go push forward. It just wasn't my time. It wasn't my time to really understand what was affecting me, to understand how to move forward, to understand that a lot of things from my childhood, yeah, they affect me now, but to move forward, I have to let them go. It's only now that I have the... Whatever I have now in my brain to overcome. Like, we all have stages. Like, maybe you have, like, friends who are, like, over things. Maybe they found their worth and they're moving forward and you're still, like, you feel like you're dragging behind. Everyone has their time. Everyone has their time to process pain, to process trauma, to even understand how to receive joy. Like, everyone has their time. And I think that when you have issues, except loads of people in your life have issues, but it's everyone's so different that you cannot process anything the same time as everyone else. And I think that's, like, really important to understand, especially in this era where you can go on Instagram and not realise you've been scrolling for an hour of pictures of people smiling, of people having what seemed like a glorious life while you're in bed. You can't be bothered to get up. Every day is another sad day. You don't know how to see any sunshine, whatever. Like, also admit to yourself, it's Instagram. You're not going to put a breakdown on Instagram. And then admit to yourself, your time is your time. You're never going to be the same as everyone else. And I think that's important. Yeah, I think it's like... It, it's so interesting because it's like obviously you aren't going to put your breakdown on Instagram so I have people in my life that think that like I'm doing really really well because I've put out this image of me doing well but I'm not actually doing that well and I think um I think yesterday in particular was kind of like one one 
you know, when that image comes crashing down, like, you know, when you're just mm. like, oh, yeah, we've done a podcast. Like, oh, yeah, it's sick. Like, oh, yeah, go watch, go listen to it. Oh, yeah, we're doing all this photography together. Oh, yeah, we're pursuing our dreams, like doing all this thing, work, 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 work. And then it seems like you're getting through shit and mm. then something happens, like little things throughout the week build up. And then yesterday I just like completely crashed mm. like I was just like oh my god I can't oh fuck's sake it is like I have so much love in my life like I really do I'm very grateful because I have you like you're my best friend I have all these people that I love so much um in my life and then at the same time you feel so like alone mm-hmm. and like yesterday I was, like, calling all these... Like, I was calling people mm. um, and no one was answering. Like, obviously, it's Sunday night. It was, like, late at night. I'm not going to expect people to be up or mm. whatever. Um, and a part of me was, like, calling someone so I could speak to them so I could, like, have someone to cry to or someone to just, like, be there. But at the same time, I didn't want them to pick up. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would sit there listening to the ringing tone, like, please pick up, but at the same time, please don't pick up because... Mm. I want to talk to you, but I'm really scared of speaking. Mm. And I, and so in that moment, like you feel so like loved because you have so many people that you can call. Like mm. not many people can have that many people yeah. to call. I think that's how we're opposite. Yeah. For me, everything I've done alone, like dealt alone. Like when I was going through a lot of stuff, didn't have anyone. Like you and uni, no, I had no one. Like, so for me... <sighs> Even like having a big family, I was still very like the older yeah. Man. So I've my everything I do is alone. Like to cope through pain, all this stuff is lonely. I don't like to. That's why I'm someone I always tell people, and I always tell people like, um, it's your pain. Like no one's gonna get you out of it. Because I think for me, I used to be like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm gonna be happy if I have loads of friends. And then I see people with loads of friends and they're unhappy. And I'm like, okay, that's not going to... that's That doesn't solve pain. Yeah, it doesn't Maybe I'll be happy when, like, all my dreams come true. I see people with the life that they've ticked all the dreams I have and they're still unhappy. And yeah. I realise it's all me. Only I can deal with my pain or give myself 90%. Maybe a guy can add, like, 3% and your friends can add... 4%, but at the end of the day, it's just you. And that sounds really lonely, but it's, like, the best... At the same time, it's the best thing ever to and just it's like have no one, like it's, it's, like, no one's inside your brain. Like, you're no, the only... No, no one has your trauma. Yeah, so, like, everything is individual. Everything... You have to do everything, yeah. like, on your own mentally because n- no one's inside your brain, like, sharing how you feel at that exact moment when you're having a breakdown. No one has when... your conscience. No one has your thought process. Exactly. I think that's so important. Like, no one has But then your it's like, is that this, at the same time, it's like, it, it's so hard because obviously you don't want to speak about it, but at the same time, f- for a lot, because like, like I said earlier, mental health is so individual mm. that talking to people is such an important mm. aspect of it because mm. you, instead of harboring that energy in mm. yourself, you're getting it out. Like, mm. even if that person doesn't understand what you're going through, cannot relate to it, whatever, you got it out of you. Like, when you harbour it inside, that's when you have a breakdown. Like, because things were happening 
throughout the week that was stressing me out. And mm. I, maybe you read it through my text messages. Mm. I was being very, like, not my usual mm. self with my text messages. Mm. And it was and it was just like, there was just little things happening during the week, little by little by little. And I was just holding it in, holding it. Don't speak about it. Don't speak about it. Just, like, keep it under control. You're doing really well, Monica. Like, you haven't fucked up, you know, in a while. Like, everything's going for you. Like, you're doing all this. Keep going, keep going. And yeah, then but, yesterday, yeah. it just, like, it just was, like, it just, an explosion went off yeah, in me. You see what you're saying, like... And I imploded. Those are just things, like... It doesn't matter if we're doing podcasts. It doesn't matter if... Even if I sign a deal, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, these are just things. But they were the pain is inside, within you. Yeah. But it, it was things that I was trying to, like, like mask the yeah, pain Yeah, like, with. oh, I'm doing this, so I should be happy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's it's what I was gonna, doing. It's, no, it's nothing. That's what like, I was doing. Like, this is just... These are just things you've accumulated, but at the end of the day, it's what's within you that's what counts. That's what the pain's coming from. Yeah. And I think that's what... Especially now in this society where everything's about, like, collecting as much things that you can put in your bio or collecting as much things that you can give yourself status with. It's like the best life so, stuff. Yeah. So you feel like, okay, if what I'm looking at is beautiful, why is what's inside of me ruined? Because the two don't correlate. One is fake and one eventually dies and one does not. Depends what you believe. It's just... That's what you should focus on. I think, like... Mm. It's, it's also, un- like... Um, I was watching um, the Red Table talk with the interview that they did with Kid Cudi. Mm. And he said a quote um, that he had heard, which, like, resonated so much because I mm. would do, like, anything for my friends. Like, I know it sounds really stupid, but I love my friends. I love mm. you. Like, I love people so much. Mm. And I would literally, like... I would do anything for my friends. And then he said in the he said in the um in the thing there was this quote that he says, Treat yourself like someone you care about. Yeah. And I was like, we treat other people that we care about with such a higher standard than we do ourselves. Mm. Like the things I do for other people, the things I like I'm there for other people. Mm. I never do that for myself. Mm. Like I never I never treat myself like the way that I treat people that I love. Mm. And that's a big problem. It's like you don't... It's a clear sign that you don't love yourself. You yeah. don't have love for yourself. Yeah. Like, I think ever since I've read, like, it's easier to be sad, it's easier to not love yourself, I yeah. believe it so much. Like, it's easier to give yourself... It's, like, easier to be angry yeah. than someone to forgive them. Like. Yeah, it's easier to give yourself reasons not to push forward, mm-hmm. not to make a decision, not to make a change, not to take control of your life not to be the master of your own life like it's so much easier because then you can blame everyone around you and that's what I did for a long time like I blamed my childhood blamed lack of this lack of this lack of this lack of this could do this could have done this and then it's like okay but yeah but you have things to do with what you have you do you have no excuse like there's no excuse you just have to take decision of who you want to be of your life who you could be and strive towards that. Okay, you've been through a lot of pain. Yeah, that's not... You can't deny it, but then it's your decision to heal over it than to just Play a sit on it. To it yeah. yeah, to be a victim to whatever you've been through because at the end of the day, for what? To just sit there and be nothing and do nothing and feel like nothing 
and then eventually get to that point where you're like, what's the point? Can't take it anymore. I don't think I'm even being of service to anyone. Who would care if I'm gone? Because that's what will happen. So that's why I feel like... That's why it's it's just so important to, like, talk about mental... Because for me, I always distinguish a difference between mental health and mental illness. Mm. And, like, people are like, we need to talk about mental um, health. But when they talk about it, they're always just talking about mental illness. Mm. Like, the people that should be talking about mental health are not just the ones that are suffering from it, mm. but the ones that aren't suffering from it. Because one day, these little things that will happen in your life that you leave unaccounted or you leave um, kind of un... I don't know how to word it. If you just let these things happen and don't um, address them... Mm. You will wake up one day with mental health issues. Mm. It's the same way how like if you're like if you're someone who's fit and healthy and you want to go to the gym and you want to get a six pack, you want like everyone's obsessed with like having the body, blah blah blah. Even though mental health is just as important, and so people that don't have mental health issues should just be as concerned and just be as worried about it and should just be as open to talking about it because one day it might happen to you. It's mm. not mental health is not. It it's not bias. It can happen to anyone, mm. and it can happen to the strongest of people. And so it's important that and it does, yeah, and it does. And so it's important from a young age that we talk about mental health as if it could affect anybody. And people that are healthy, like healthy and sound of mind, should still talk about mental health and should still talk about the moments that they feel down because those moments, like happened with me, that where I felt down and that I ignored built up into this monster that is now really really hard to beat and so i think okay but just by saying really hard to beat it's negative but it is it's not it is though i'm listen guys or learn how you talk to yourself and learn even the words you say how they affect you if you i used to say like oh yeah that I'm never going to be happy. This is impossible. If I'm at the bottom, how can I get to the top? Mm. Like, it's dark. But this is myself giving myself yeah. opportunity not to move forward. Mm. Like, just doing this is sign that things... You you have the ability to push forward. You have the ability to sit here, to share what who you are, and to have a dream to push f- towards that. Yeah. I, I think I agree with what you're saying, but I also think that, like for a lot of people because like our experience of mental health is 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 not the same as somebody else's no and so like it it's saying that it's hard to beat is not questioning whether it is beatable Mm. like it is beatable it's just it's gonna be it's gonna take effort it's gonna take time it's gonna take dedication to get through that so saying it's harder to beat or hard to beat is not defeatist in any way it's just saying that it, it, if you leave, like, those things unchecked mm. and it gets to that really dark place, mm. it's going to be much harder to get out of that than when you were at the beginning and if you had just addressed those issues to begin with, you wouldn't have ended up in that dark hole. So that's why I'm saying, like, people that don't necessarily have mental health issues should keep checking themselves to make sure that they don't end up in that place. Mm. Because when you do end up in that place... Like you said, you have this self-defeatist attitude. Mm. So it's much harder to get over that self-defeatist attitude and get out of that, like, dark place that you're in, you know? I think people should talk to themselves more. 
<laughs> no, but literally understand like just like do you know what I've I've had friends like one of my friends shout out to I don't know if I should say his name no don't okay he he knows who he is if he's listening to this um, who used to say like self affirming things and he would write it down mm. on a piece of paper and stick it on a wall and mm. be like you are good enough you are this you are confident you are this like he used to be a very nervous public speaker and I was very proud to watch him go from someone who had like anxiety to take a decision to take a decision and say i'm gonna change my life yeah and he literally he was like i know it sounds stupid but like i literally say these things to myself to make myself it's not feel better like it's not stupid so many people do that no no i know that's what he said but like it's it he was like i love it and it it made me it it empowers you and i think that's one tool people can use but again like different things work for different people it's forever like yeah it's not gonna you're not gonna do like affirmations for a week and then next thing you know you've never felt sad yeah there's no one fixed solution i think a lot of people in this world have deep-rooted issues but don't know how to address them and don't know the cause and don't know how to correlate events with things a lot of the time like for example if you're in a situation every single time you're in a situation the same thing happens maybe every single time you have a different job you have the same altercation or every time you have a boyfriend there's the same issues happening or every time you have a friend you have the same argument it's very easy to say oh I keep picking the wrong guys or I keep picking the wrong job or, mm. oh, my gosh, blah, 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 blah. I'm scared of becoming my mom or something like this. <laughs> Why don't my you life just, like, <laughs> reach into yourself, face yourself and ask yourself, okay, what is this trait within me that's happening? Why am I jealous? Okay, maybe something happened when you were young that spiked this jealousy of you. Or maybe it's because you have this fear of not becoming, you don't have a fear, you have a fear of how little your worth is, that whenever you see people... And what that worth is based yeah, on. like, And whenever you see people flourishing, and it just reminds you of the lack of who you are, the lack of who you've defined yourself to be, not of who you are. And all those things where you see other people flourishing, they're all, like, external shit. It's all just, like, oh, they look like they're doing really well, like, why am I not doing well? Like, it all feeds into that best life stuff that we were talking about last week and it just it just kind of becomes intertwined in so many different ways what about in terms of like what is like the root of your unhappiness Mm -hmm. like where did your sadness come from like that sadness that you've like (sighs) yeah a lot of things (laughs) (laughs) no for me like a lot of things like i experienced as a child then like um just like a lot of things in my life happened. Do you want me to share my my emotional trauma first? Okay. Um, I will say I'll start it off with saying I love my parents. I do, and I'm very grateful and lucky to have had the parents that I have. A lot of people don't have parents or have a worse situation. Um, but um. I definitely think <laughs> I definitely think that my relationship with my mother was really 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 hard um during my teenage life in particular um and she's a great woman like she is um but I remember watching this interview of this like pre- American presenter and she was talking to this other American presenter this mm-hmm. is like the vaguest story ever but I don't know their names and 
she was like, I don't know why, like in every board meeting and every like business situation, even if I'm in a serious situation, when people say something, I start crying. Like I'm so emotional. Yes. I'm so emotional straight away. And then the, the guru or whatever, I can't remember her name, but I know her face. She said, because you haven't let go of that pain. So when you're crying as a 34 year old woman or whatever, you're crying from that 15 year old girl Mm, that you didn't let go of. Mm -hmm. And when I watched that interview, it just like clicked in me that when I cry or when I, my mental health is, it's, it's not like directly caused by my mum's comments to my weight, but it definitely had an impact on my weight and my body. Perception of yourself. Yeah, my perception of myself. So whenever I like cry, I feel like I'm crying from that 15 year old girl mm. because I haven't let healed. go of that pain mm. I haven't healed from a time when I don't think that I was really just like loved for being myself mm. you know because I just felt and I think that my um my desire to be something that is appealing to the outside world mm. was fueled from that because I wasn't like I wasn't tall I wasn't skinny um I wasn't like in my eyes pretty I wasn't doing science or maths or like doing this kind of this simple one-two step that every immigrant child does you know like Mm. to follow with what their parents want and I, I was like the opposite of all of those things and so I always felt like a disappointment to my mom and I never felt good enough Mm. to her. And so now I don't feel good enough for anyone. Like anyone that comes into my life, I don't feel good enough. I'm self-destructive with like everything. I talk to boys and then I'm like, fuck, I'm not good enough for him. And then I destroy that Mm -hmm. situation. So would you say you don't feel good enough for yourself if it all starts with you? Yeah. It's just hard because it's like... Do you think you've ever defined your worth? I think it's because I defined my worth in the perception of what my mum wanted. Mm. So my idea of self-worth, like, doesn't exist because I just kept trying to be what my mum wanted me to be. Would you say now you have the time to define your worth and to be like that person that you define? I think now that I've realised where that issue comes Mm. from... Sorry, um... I can go about changing what mm. my self-worth is, but I think it's taken me this many years... Which is okay. ...to, to understand why it, is that, why it is that I feel like this mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm constantly, like, trying to be what other people think is worthy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you could stick me into any environment. So, and but I then would, you're basing yourself of other people's yeah. own worth of themselves. yeah. And you're following, copying what their worth for themselves is. I know. Which can be from the same trauma that you're coming from. Yeah. So you're copying someone else's fight. But it's like, it's that thing, like, the best life thing. Like, it's kind of this thing where you're all self-aware, but you still do it anyway. Mm, And so it's only, it's only like now that the blink, like the blinders have been taken off. Which is good, like, Monica, it's better to find out now than... 20 years from now. Now you have the power to say, okay, I'm Monica and I'm going to define myself by this. Yeah. And work towards to be the best of this and let at least 90% of the list be from things from within, not from outside. Yeah. Then nothing can infiltrate that. I think a big example of it is 
like my weight loss because mm. like I think for for anyone it's like um if you want to do something it has to be for you mm. so all those years where I was trying to lose weight and it wasn't working it was because I was doing it for someone else mm. I was doing it so like my mum could stop commenting on my weight mm. but now it's like the reason why I think I've been so successful with my weight loss this time round mm. is because I'm doing it regardless of anybody else's opinions, anybody else's input. Like this is the, f I can genuinely say this is the first time in the eight, t like nine, 10 years I've tried to lose weight that I've actually d done it for myself as mm. the sole reason. Mm -hmm. Because before when I was doing all these stupid diets, when I was making myself throw up, when I was doing all this shit, it was because I would come home to a place where I didn't feel good enough and I didn't feel worthy and so, and uncomfortable, like, it's it's really hard, like, you can relate to this, when you go home to a place that is supposed to be, like... Comfort. Comfort, and, like... It's the opposite. It's the opposite. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, now, it's very different, like, my family dynamic is very, very different to how it used to be when I was young, but that kind of, like, is a bit shit, because when you're young, that's when you're being moulded, that's when that stuff affects Primary you. Socialization. <laughs> Primary socialisation. Primary <laughs> socialisation, psychology A-level, <laughs> hey... So it's like, um, I don't know, I think... I forgot my point now. No. My, my nose has gone all sweaty. It's not what, what you have now you had when you needed, when you needed it the most, basically. Yeah, because when, when your brain is the most vulnerable, that's, that's when I needed it. But I get, you know... That's why I think it's important to have this discussion, which is why yesterday I was like, I think we need to talk mm. about it. Because I think... And also, like, pretending like you're okay. Like, I feel like nobody knows how not okay you can be. Mm. And like like I said, like I was posting all these things on my Instagram. Like every people will look at my Instagram, like my friends or whatever, and be like, oh, she's doing really well. Like she's actually doing all these things and not know mm. that I'm breaking inside because I haven't like verbalized it or I'm just keeping up this idea that like everything's good. Mm -hmm. Have you like been like that? Have you had to pretend for people? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Especially like when I used to have like jobs where... When you have a shit day, then you have to go, oh, so, sir, what would you like? <laughs> so, yeah. But for me, it's like, I'm very good at hiding my emotions. That's mm. how I grew up. Like, my parents, like, my dad's very good at that. My mom's very good at that. So I'm very good at, like, being emotionless. I used to not be. I used to be, like, very, 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 very sensitive. And then, like, it became, like, a negative thing. Like, my family would be like, oh, stop yes, crying. Yes, they would. Stop crying. Stop always, like, trying to hug and kiss. Like, stop such, like stop being Yeah, like, emotional. for me, they would always say, like, my family speaks Assyrian. They'd, or every time I'd cry, like, even if it was... Because I feel like I'm... Like, we spoke about this earlier, but I think I'm an empath. Mm. Because even if there's, like, happy things or sad things or something on the TV or a movie, like, I cry so easily. Mm. And, like, when I cry, all my family say, oh, which basically means... And they always used to say it as, like, a... Like, not derogatory, but be like, oh, my God. And it's it's kind of like saying you cry so easily. Mm. It's kind of like saying that you're weak. Mm. And they always used to say that to me. And I'd be, I used to be like, and... Like what? Like and what? Like then I, I think, have emotion. Bitch. I think I've realized that they have the same issue where they've had years of repressed emotion. Yeah. Because they've probably not had. Like if you're suffering or if you're going through like a war, like my parents did, no one has time to always hear you crying. Do you know what I mean? Your parents are your parents, yeah, but they're also human beings. Mm -hmm. Like to look at them like 
you, the way you see your friends or to look at them the way, yeah, the way you see your friends, the same way you understand them. Like, uh, yes, they have par- your, they're your parents. They brought you into this world without your choice, so it's their responsibility to give you that care. But most of the time they didn't have that care. That's why they struggle to give it. And, and, and just, th- that's a result human. of their upbringing yeah. as well. So you can only imagine, like, how they were raised. Mm. So it's like... Yeah, that's the thing. that like, I've realised they just raised me how they were raised. So the thing is, yeah, I think that... That's why I try, like, to just accept... My childhood's my childhood. Okay, it's messed me up a bit. But there's no going back now. I can't press the rewind button. I have to <laughs> just... <laughs> understand where the root issue is try to do what i can to heal it and move forward because a lot of the time a lot of our actions a lot of our unconscious thinking is actually stuff we've seen stuff we've seen our mum do Mm. stuff we've been treated like at five years old for example and now you're like 20 years later you're still regurgitating that yeah and it's it's hard to go back and accept okay this bit happened this bit happened this bit happened and in the beginning you start to blame you start to say, oh, if you were like this, I would have been a much more happier person. If you were like this, none of this would have happened to me. If you were like this, blah, 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 blah. But they're not like that. And they're never going to be like that in this lifetime. So you're going to have to just move forward. You have just, to let it go. Because yeah. like you, like I said, you're just going to keep crying from exactly. that 15-year-old girl. I have, to, I have to let that shit go because where I am at right now is only a result of what happened in my mm. life. Mm. So, like, if you changed anything about um, what happened in mm. your childhood, you wouldn't. your outcome would be so different mm. right now. Mm. And regardless of, like, my mental health status at the moment or, you know, what happened yesterday or whatever, I wouldn't be in this situation. I wouldn't be recording this podcast. We wouldn't be talking about this right now if it wasn't for that life experience. Can you eat my stomach? Are you hungry? No, I can't oh, hear okay, it. Good. If you do edit out, <laughs> I'm keeping all of this in. <laughs> yeah, this bitch. She made me walk all the way to the fucking corner shop down the road. Okay, that sounds so lazy, but we walked all the way to the corner shop. She's like, "I want to buy loads of snacks so we can snack while we do the podcast." This bitch bought one sweet, okay. like one uh, tiny thirty p, not even a fucking Freddo, <laughs> like a tiny ass fruit wrap. And I was like, "This is why you dragged me here." So what, like? What has helped you when you're sad or when you feel depressed? Um, I num I don't know. I think okay. This is what I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. So when I was like really, really like fucked up, mm-hmm. I was fucked up. Um, okay, this can't go on YouTube. She's swearing the whole town down. <laughs> um, but yesterday, I'm not gonna lie. I found something that makes me feel so much better. Mm-hmm. I've, I watched F, uh, Our Planet, which is on Netflix. Yes. Bro, David Attenborough's voice like is like a it's like a verbal yes, hug. Oh. oh my god. And I put um the episode episode 2 on which is like uh the Frozen episode where it's like ice and Antarctic and all that shit. And just seeing all the ice and the blue and like all the white just really really calmed me down. Mm. Just like listening take something that is doesn't is very simple and natural because nature um, has been scientifically proven to help uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. Like there's this study, Svet, uh, where they had, it was like accidental, but they had one prison oh, complex yeah, yeah. that faced a wall and then one that faced like greenery and the 
inmates that were in the cell block that oh, had... I thought you were going to talk some, about something different. Oh, no, yeah. The prisoners that were in the cell block that had windows that faced a brick wall had higher rates of depression, higher rates of anxiety, higher rates of suicidal thoughts, whereas the people had that had greenery... Um, were a lot better off it's like people that get put in isolation or Mm. um whatever they go mad because there's no nature there's nothing to look at and so when I watched I know it's a very like 21st century way of looking at nature is on a fucking documentary but um I watching funny (laughs) like stick your head out the window Monica and look at some real trees go to Richmond Park play play the (laughs) but I think watching our planet really helped me and then also whilst I was watching it because I'm an artist, so I like to draw and paint. Mm -hmm. So I used it as... um, But, yeah, I just started sketching, like, ideas for paintings Mm -hmm. and just kind of, like, drawing, putting my emotion... Because I can't use... I mean, you're a songwriter, so Mm -hmm. you're different, but I can't use words. Mm -hmm. So visual things are my um, therapy. Mm -hmm. So I just started drawing. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, Well, ever since I was young, like, when I get sad, I used to read. So Mm. I used to be obsessed, like... When I was younger, because when I was younger, I realised that when I read, I can actually escape my life. (laughs) (laughs) Amen to that. So I was like, wow, you know, this is so cool. So I would just buy loads of books. No, not me and Svet were obsessed with um, Jacqueline Wilson. We were hardcore. So I remember I was, um, because basically when. I was younger. My parents used to work, um, like, a lot. Mm. But we lived near library. So they were just like, go to the library, guys. And then my siblings would, like, go to the... Um, on the computer. And then I would, like, go to read the books. So then I started realising, if I spend, like, an hour reading this book, I can finish it and I can actually go to a different world. Yeah. So then I got a library card and I just hauled all these books in my house and just read, 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 read. And now these... That used to be a lot of fiction. But now these days I, like to read a lot of like non-fiction like philosophy like mm. spiritual I've gone the, I've gone the opposite way really so I, I've spent like the past couple of years reading a lot of non-fiction mm-hmm. and then now it's like I guess because my mental health has gotten worse I've wanted that escape mm. like into another world mm. so now all I read is fiction because like I don't want to be in a like the non-fiction book I read, but it doesn't take me to another mm. place. I'm not in a different universe. I'm mm. not that character. Mm. Whereas, like, when I read something like Norwegian Wood by Haruki Murakami is one of the best fucking books ever written. And it's about, like, mental health is in it. Mm. And it just took me to another place. Mm. And I completely agree with you. Like, books are just... It's just an easy way of just escaping the reality that you're in yeah so i've gone the, the reverse now nah, i like re- to read like um like stuff about the power of the mind like spiritual stuff like yeah. osho like stuff that is more like how what's like, a recent book that you've read that's impacted you then now i'm reading a book about the search for meaning like mm. how it's less about the search from outside things and more about within mm. like now I'm beginning to realise, yeah, stuff stuff where it's like, okay, you are the decider of your life. Yeah. Like, now it's time to step forward. Like, these sort of books really wake me up to, like, how to just move forward. 
And then I also sing. That gets me through a lot of shit. Like if if I'm at work, because you write your own music. Yeah. If I'm at work and I get stressed and I start singing, because I'm someone. <laughs> yeah. When I'm stressed, don't talk to me. And, and you know when you have yeah, that bro. sort of job, people just talking to you and just like, listen, let me just. And sing. inside your head, you're like, yeah, fuck. Oh. Yeah. So when I get stressed, I just start singing. Like I start humming. Normally I hum. If you haven't watched Coraline, watch it. But I hum the theme tune of Coraline. <laughs> or I hum um, Claire de Lune. Or, like, I love, like, stuff like Don't Know Why. And you know what I noticed as well? Basically, we had, like, a lot of tech issues setting up this podcast. Things were just not working out for us. And you do this thing where, like, <laughs> I can tell something's pissing you off. And then you do this thing where you're like... <sighs> I'm, okay. And she puffs up her mouth like a when puffer When I was fish. younger, yeah... <laughs> I had, I was angry all the time. Everyone just knew me, I was angry all the time. And my family asked them. I used to like, I had no control over my emotions. I would just break things, throw things. If we were playing and I didn't win, I would just throw the cards on the floor. You're if such a sore I'd just loser. open the crisp packet and be like that. And literally, I was crazy. It was like, oh, that's her, that's just... Don't don't even try. Now I'm just trying to be like more calm. I mean, there's still anger left. But you do this thing where you freeze. Yeah. You now mean, like... now I have much more better control. I'm just a bit like, okay, just <laughs> let the wave pass, <laughs> and then you can move forward. Like, I have to really talk to myself because I realize when I get angry, nothing gets done. Like yeah I, yeah. I like the Bible quotes like. It's better to be slow to anger. Like, it's so true. Like, I grew up yes, in, a, 100%. in a household where anger was, like, just the forefront. It's default emotion. Yeah. Go, 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 let's fight. It doesn't really solve anything. Nothing gets done. Yeah. Now, I'm just more like, okay, there's always another way. Like, I'm always <laughs> trying to say, okay, there's always another way to do this. Like, I'm really trying to change my thinking because I know how much, how powerful it is. yeah. If you always think, like, okay, to give up, then you give up and then nothing happens. I feel like the more I just push on, the more things happen. Maybe it doesn't happen the way I actually wanted it to happen, but it happened in a certain way. And maybe a year later, I'll be like, oh, my gosh, if that didn't happen like that, I wouldn't be here right now. So I try to be... Because, you know, I'm a Scorpio, okay? I don't really like... I am a Scorpio. Yeah, so we're very, like... (laughs) This is the end of the world and it's time to just get out of here. But I've realised it doesn't get anywhere. Mm. So try to be a bit more, wow, the sun shines up. That's a reason to be grateful. Which is true, (laughs) I think. Sorry, that's so funny. But it's true to be more grateful. That is so important to be grateful of little things. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, I'm grateful that I actually get to see the sky, get to walk, whatever. Because these are things that it's easy to take for granted. Like, yeah. just to be able to speak and to live in a country where you have the power to speak and upload podcasts and you can do any sort of podcast and not have this fear of, okay, someone might kill me for it. That's a blessing in itself. And I think sometimes, yeah. especially when you have the access to everything, you kind of feel grateful for mm. nothing. So even just, like, some people, I used to do that, like, right five things you're grateful for every day and then I didn't have the time but really I have I have the time but now I just try to think it in my brain like oh my days the bus driver was really nice I'm really grateful because it didn't have to be nice or when someone says or someone compliments a podcast like yeah. for me I was like wow you actually listened to 15 minutes like I'm so grateful for that 
So that's I the... know it was so crazy to like actually have people that liked it. Yeah. Well, um, even like if you go to work and you come home safe and you're alive, and you didn't see anything crazy happen, you're grateful. Just be like, wow, I got home safe. Like. The world is evil, yeah, but not as evil as it, <laughs> as it seems sometimes. I so, think. like, what if, what if, like, to come to a close, mm-hmm. um, what what have you learned in today's lesson? <laughs> My lesson of the day is that you're not alone. And we are very lucky to have... Uh, even if you don't know me and you're listening to this you want to message me just message me we'll talk about mental health like there's so many people in this like world who is there for you and there's so many people suffering Mm. and even the people that you think just have it all figured out they don't and yes even if you sit with someone and they're giving you amazing advice ask yourself maybe because they're going through it and they're telling you what they wish they could tell they have life experience and that's why i think you're not alone. Every pain you feel, okay, someone hasn't experienced the exact same mm. event that has affected you, but that vein of emotion they've in- encountered within themselves. Yeah. And I think that's, like, important to remember. And that's why we should talk about mental health more. Because then you realise, oh, my gosh, you feel the same way too. Oh, so you do this to get over it. Let me try to see if this will work for me. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. And then every single time you talk to someone, they one thing they say can like really change how you see yourself mm. whether it's like one word or a whole five hour conversation and you can only get that by being vulnerable in any way you can so yeah my lesson is you're not alone that's a, that reminds me of that song you are not alone no. Michael Wait, Jackson oh yeah yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> what's your lesson of the day um I love how there was an awkward pause <laughs> after Michael Jackson like um are we super are we yeah but that's, that's, that's uh, yeah. A, yeah, that's yeah. a different podcast. Um, my lesson of the day. I think I've learned quite a few things. Mm-hmm. I've learned that um, I don't need to. It's not necessary to keep up a a facade because mm-hmm. it puts you under more pressure to keep living up to that facade of mm. like, oh, Monica's really happy and mm. she's so positive now and she's like, her Instagram is like really great, blah blah blah. But like living up to that kind of makes you feel shit because you're posting stuff that you don't feel at that moment. Mm. So I think that. And also, um, vulnerability is not a weakness. Mm. Because, and this is tied to the podcast we did last week, the the best compliment that I received from multitude of people was, it was so relatable. Mm. And that just shows that vulnerability is not a weakness. Mm. It's actually something that everybody... Um, is going through all these emotions that we talked about, mental health, all of these different things. Opening up about that, you're more likely than not going to have someone who's going I through the same it's thing. it's weird because, you know, like, we consume vulnerability all the time. Your favourite song is your favourite song because it relates to you. But yeah. it wouldn't have existed if they weren't vulnerable. Yeah. So imagine all the amazing things that can come out of you being vulnerable. Like, it's so important to not be afraid of that. It's like... um. Uh, for example, Ariana Grande, mm. like her musical success shot up when she started writing from a vulnerable place. Yeah. When she started writing about her mental health and her pain, her music career shot it's up. Hard it's hard to talk about emotions. People like, people like Kid Cudi, infamous legend, has saved a lot of people. Why? Because he talked about mental health. His music was about his struggle. Like people that 
are vulnerable and open with how they feel and that pain. Make change. Yeah. It, it, within themselves, within others, within life, like yeah. literally. And it op- allows for other people to open up to their mm. vulnerability. And the reason why those people are successful is because everything that they've talked about is fucking relatable. Mm. We are all feeling the same fucked up shit. And if we just talk about it, that's why it's so important. It's so flipping cliche. But to talk about your vulnerability, you're more often than not going to get someone that relates to you than someone that doesn't. Mm. Especially if you're within the same social circles. And even if not, people find... We have shared pain. It's a fact. Otherwise, the last episode, people wouldn't have said it was relatable. Like, different people from different walks of life in my life. I'm friends with people that are from every type of place. All said it was relatable. Mm -hmm. So that clearly shows that there is something that is hurting our generation that we can Mm. all relate to and so that for me it's like vulnerability it's not a weakness Mm. and even though I'm a hypocrite because yesterday I was afraid to talk about it it's so important that you do talk about it which is why I thought it was going to be important to talk about it today Mm. because I wanted to get it out and show that talking about it is fine talking about it with others it's also important to take time and to think about talking to yourself yeah and breaking down your own pain and psyche because there's stuff that People can't, doesn't matter how long they're there for you, they cannot awaken in you. Like, you have to go there to find that place. So, yeah. So, we've reached an end of a heavy conversation. Yeah, exhale. Yeah. I feel like doing a five-minute calm-down meditation. Shall we, we do, like, like a breathe-down yeah. thing? So, inhale. Oh. And while you inhale and exhale, visualize. Visualize. Visualize the light. <laughs> In your solar plexus, girl. Okay, boy, whoever's watching, because... Gender neutral, bitch. (laughs) We're in 2019. Okay, and breathe. Yeah. Out. And while saying that, say, I am love. I am love. I am peace. (laughs) I am peace. And I am important. I am important. <laughs> the more you know. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Yep. So what you can do mm-hmm. is go on our Instagram, follow that. It's called School Never Ended. Ended. It's the same name as our yeah. podcast. You might want to know that. Um, you can follow. Can you follow on Spotify? Yeah, you can. Oh yeah, follow on Spotify. And as you can tell, I'm just not in this gadget world. Um, you can also. Email us. The link is in our bio on Instagram. Email us if you have any topics you really want us to talk about. Email us, DM, DM us. Um, yeah, and just keep the conversation going. Yeah, and, and all our personal stuff everywhere that you can follow us will be in the description of the podcast exactly. on Spotify. So even if you can't keep track of what we're saying, just go and check there and it will everything will be there. Yeah, and thank you so much for listening and you can hear even more every sunday next sunday next sunday coming so yeah you're li- you were listening to because we're at the end school never ended podcast bye i'm gonna go cry more now bye <laughs>